0: This is People Every Day, coming up. I was so
1: naive to having a patient in the hospital, having a loved one in the hospital.
0: One year since the COVID-19 pandemic began, looking back and what's to come. Plus, can you just let me know, is the, the royal family a racist family, sir? Prince William breaks his silence on Harry and Meghan. It's March 11th. Hello, hello, hello. This is People Every Day presented by Macy's. It's me, Janine Rubenstein, coming at you this Thursday, a day that actually marks an anniversary no one was hoping to be talking about a full year later, and that's the anniversary of you know the world as we knew it changing forever. COVID-19 was officially declared a global pandemic a year ago, uh, which is hard to imagine. I actually have a calendar on the wall in my closet that I haven't updated since this week last year. It has all of these events prior to March 11th and then I'd crossed out everything uh, after that and just wrote Rona, Rona, Rona for two weeks um, thinking it'd only last about that long. Uh, Today, I got a few seconds in with Good Morning America's Robin Roberts, who looks back on her unique experience with the pandemic. And also later, award-winning infectious disease doctor and professor William Schaffner will offer up some perspective and optimism about the last year and where we are now. So stick around for that. Joining me now, though, TV editor Brianne Heldman to talk top stories. Long time, no chat, Brianne. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So, okay. The biggest buzz out there is still the Royals, and now big brother Prince William has broken his silence about Harry and Meghan's tell-all interview with Oprah while doing an appearance at the reopening of a school. He, he just addressed it. Let's listen to what he had to say.
1: Sir, have you bro-
2: Have you spoken to your brother since the interview?
0: <laughs> no, I haven't spoken yet, but I will do. And,
1: and can you just let me know, is the, the royal family a racist family, sir? So we're very
0: much not a he, he he says right there, you know, the, the reporter asked the question and he said we are very much not a racist family. Um, so, uh, of course, this was off the cuff, but I'm trying to figure out if this is in line or at odds with, you know, the Queen's official statement that seemed a little, you know, sympathetic and said the family would look into the couple's allegations of racist comments by family members about Archie. So what do you think, Brianne? Is this
1: is is this in line with that? It's not entirely in line with it. You almost feel like at the end of it, he'll, he wanted to say, asked an answer, done, moving on.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. That was
1: not my British accent attempt. You don't want to hear that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I don't think it really is entirely in line. What's, what's good about the Queen's statement? is a recognition that we that we all have been doing that we all need to be looking inward we all need to be taking stock looking back and thinking about the things that we've done and the things that we've said and 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 really looking at them from new angles williams saying that outright isn't exactly doing the same thing for sure
0: um but uh, again to you know to his aid like he was asked point blank are you a racist family so you have to you know and, and it I was I don't a yes even, or no question it is a yes or no question and I don't think um Harry and and Megan were even setting it up that way That there were there were things that were said that were at least racially insensitive let's talk a little bit about what he had to say about not talking to Harry because Harry mentioned this uh, is, is, was that surprising to you to hear him say you know nope we haven't talked
1: I would love to say that it wasn't surprising because logically it shouldn't be surprising. Harry outright said that the relate quote, the relationship is space. But I would think that after watching that interview, the first thing you would do is pick up the phone. And it's been three days. I, I I did find that surprising.
0: This is playing out, of course, within the royal family and within Harry and Meghan's life, but it is playing out on TV in a whole different way. Of course, yesterday we dug into Pierce Morgan versus his co-anchor, Alex Beresford, and their kind of lines drawn in the sand. Now you have Whoopi Goldberg, who who went viral <laughs> for her reaction to Meghan McCain. Did you
1: see that? The American experiment is the way to go. And if we have two American women, Meghan Markle and Oprah Winfrey, who are single-handedly finishing what George Washington on our revolutionary counterparts did. I'm all for it. Okay. That was wild. That was wild. It literally was one word reaction. And it's one of the biggest stories on the internet. (laughs) And it seemed a little left
0: of of what we're really dealing with here, which is like racial issues and, and you know all these other things. And
1: I mean, Whoopi was all of us. Like, <laughs> I watched that clip and as Megan McKean was talking, I just kept squinching my face. Like, what? And then, she, I
0: mean, yeah, wildly conservative. Yelled,
1: okay. <laughs> yeah,
0: she, she's wildly conservative. So, I mean, I, I do think, you know, there was some there, there. I don't, it was a little confusing. Um, and then also Cheryl Underwood, versus Sharon Osborne. and, you know, Sharon, of course, being really close friends with Pierce Morgan and that debacle.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's interesting for sure. And, and we're going to keep seeing these, these various conversations play out people, both biting their tongue and, uh, needing to have done so.
0: Brianne TV editor. Okay. Talk to me about what this was in terms of a TV moment, like people, you know, those, those, those moments that you have where, you know, millions are just glued uh, to, you know, a particular station watching a particular thing together. Did it feel like one of those those big watershed moments?
1: 100%. This will go down as an iconic TV moment. 17 million Americans tuned in, not to mention all the people who watched CBS This Morning for the additional clips the next day. It is a massive moment. I was talking to my husband about this the other day and trying to think of another interview that had this much anticipation leading into it and conversation leading out of it. And the closest I could come was Caitlyn Jenner's Diane Sawyer interview, Mm, which, which stands out. And that was five or six years ago. But this is even bigger and it will continue to be even bigger. We will talk about this for a long time, not only because of the content of the interview itself and what it means for the royal family, but also this interview is going to be taught in journalism classes for years to come. Oprah <laughs> gave yeah. a master class on how to do an interview. Yes,
0: absolutely. I loved, she reiterated a lot of what she said and clarified a lot that was there. You can tell she got more out of them than they even anticipated. Yeah. So let's let's talk about uh, something that isn't Royals for the first time this week. <laughs> almost. <the laughs> <first time. laughs> this is um, so much fun. I love this story. Right? It's so great. But I want to get into um, Don Johnson who was very candid in a recent interview of his own about his kids and raising his kids, specifically cutting them off. Dakota Johnson, his daughter. So he he basically said uh, he gave them all a a very kind of normal parent ultimatum. Stay in school and, you know, I'll help you out. And if not, you're cut off. (laughs) Like, like one, did you have that with your parents at all? Like the money discussion post high school?
1: Oh, a hundred percent. This was the most relatable story because there was no not going to college in my family. And if I had insisted on not going to college, uh, I would have been cut off too. But I love this. I mean, Dakota Johnson, she's 31 now. She's the second oldest of Don Johnson's five kids. And he asked her, as she was nearing the end of high school, if they wanted to go on college tours and check out various colleges. And she told him, no, I'm not going to college. And nah. of course he was shocked about this. And so he said, well, what are you going to do? And she said, don't worry about it, Dad. Which is just, I just Figure it picture out. it, right? <laughs> Dakota Jones, <laughs> I got it. I got it. Don't worry about it, Dad.
0: Well, she and did, it, right? Three weeks <laughs> later. Did. Three, Three weeks, weeks later, she, she was cast in the
1: social network, and you know those Fifty Shades checks keep rolling in. Is all I'll say. Yeah,
0: they do. We actually just saw that you know that there's gonna be that ending, that that marriage ending to to Fifty Shades of Gr- this. It's just the the romance novel that keeps on giving.
1: <laughs> uh, double entend- Insert double entendre here. <laughs>
0: Right. Right. Well, I mean, she she's done well for herself. I'm sure he's proud. Um, And it also reminded me of uh, I had interviewed Sting not too long ago, another famous dad who's like, not not getting any of my money. So
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I kind of love that. I think that is forcing some elements of normalcy. It's definitely cool that these parents are like, I want you to like earn it.
0: <laughs> it reminds me of that one uh, Drake line. When I die, put my money in the grave. <laughs> <laughs> Man, not Wait,
1: Speaking of burying things, I don't know if you saw this, but Rosamund Pike just said she buries her awards in the garden in the backyard of her house. It's amazing. <laughs> it's so what? funny because she feels really weird and braggadocious about having it Having these awards out. Like, on a shelf in her home. Oh my and goodness! Then, like, guests would come and she'd be like, "Yes, well, here's my Golden Globe." Uh, so <laughs> she buries it in the garden, but like not all the way. So the, the little tops of it are still peeking out. So there's little mounds the gold.
0: Maybe she's just planting seeds, I guess, for more awards to get. I don't understand I don't know. that. It's Rian. wonderful. <laughs> Thank I you for that fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> it was so great talking to you, Brienne. Coming up, looking back at a year of COVID 19 and what Vanderbilt's Dr. William Schaffner says is the way forward. Stay tuned. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. A year ago today, the world began to stop as everyone was forced to hunker down and grapple with the imminent threat of the COVID-19 virus officially declared a global pandemic on March 11th, 2020. It's a virus that has now claimed the lives of more than 500,000 people in the United States alone. It's mind boggling the number of grandparents, mothers, fathers, children lost. And it touched everyone from celebrities.
1: I was praying over him so hard. And I kind of, and then, you know, the doctors say there's nothing medically more we can do like this is, we are at our limits.
0: That's the talk's Amanda Klutz, who lost her husband, actor, and Broadway star Nick Cordero to the illness back in July. He was only 41. Also thousands of everyday people, including business owners, struggling to make ends meet while customers largely stayed home. We lost
2: about 70% of our business. No one was going out. Everybody was hitting the mark, you know, the... H-E-B in the grocery stores and they, nobody, absolutely uh, nobody was really going
0: out. That's Nick Galvin, owner and manager of Irma's Southwest Grill in Houston, reflecting back on how it impacted his world. Good Morning America's Robin Roberts, who I got to catch up with today, says it's, it's still surreal looking back on it
1: all. Take a listen. I remember Dr. Fauci saying, it's going to get worse before it gets better. Everyone thinking, oh, you know, it's, yeah, it's going to be bad. Had no idea. You know, I, I headed home to Connecticut and there for seven months broadcasting Good Morning America from my. And I have to say, I am just amazed at our entire staff people who are still at home, the producers, the editors. Um, being so creative and finding a way. People were looking to us even more so for some normalcy. You know, so much around them was changing and they wanted some things to stay the same. Hearing her
0: really drove home the fact that we have all been in this together, thanks to the horrible equalizer that is COVID-19. But joining me now is award-winning infectious disease doctor and professor William Schaffner from Vanderbilt, who is going to shed some light on where things are now with the vaccine and, and things opening up and what we need to know going forward. Hi, Dr. Schaffner. Thanks for joining me on the show.
2: Janine, it's good to be with you. I'm still well and pleased to say I'm well-vaccinated.
0: Nice, nice. What would you say are the big takeaways from the new CDC guidelines that came out
2: just recently? The new CDC guidelines are a way to start opening up and taking advantage of the fact that many people have now been vaccinated. You know, we started with the older people, those grandparents. It opens up opportunities for people to start getting together socially and to open up our economy, our culture, our entertainment venues, and we're starting to walk on that path back to a new normal
0: music to my ears. I'm sure it's the same to so many others. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the vaccinations, um, because of course, they, they came about at rapid speed, like never before had we been able to create a vaccination and get it approved, I guess, um, at this speed. But now, as more of the population is getting vaccinated, what is like a, a must do? Like are, are masks still mandated or, or recommended, I guess, um, if you have been vaccinated? And, and, and how how are you supposed to move about when you have the vaccine?
2: So first, let's just agree that this was a very rapid development of the vaccine, but there are still some people who are uneasy about it because of its speed. And I would remind everyone, the science behind the vaccine, that was developed over 15 or 20 years. We don't usually count that in, but we didn't cut any corners. These are safe and wonderfully effective vaccines. It's, it's not mission accomplished. Let me say first, we can't put the masks aside and just go out willy nilly. We still have to go out with care while we're vaccinating. We want to still wear the masks, do the social distancing, because over time, as we vaccinate more and more, we can then relax more and more. For sure.
0: What can you say about the questions surrounding which one? Because you have Pfizer, you have Moderna, you have of course the new Johnson and Johnson that's supposed to be the one dose. Are there significant differences and and is one better than the other?
2: Well, the answer to your question which one is quick and easy? The one that's available. Get it, <laughs> yeah. roll up your sleeve. And that's not just being facetious, because all three vaccines are very comparable in preventing the most serious aspect of this infection. The the illnesses that put you into the hospital, intensive care unit, and put you at threat of dying, they're all comparable in preventing that.
0: Got it, got it. And I'm just wondering, just thinking back over this year, as a professional in this space, you know, someone who deals with infectious diseases, uh, what... What was your 2020 like personally and in in terms of the ups and downs of, you know, this 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 life altering situation we've all been put in?
2: Well, of course, for everyone involved, it's been extraordinarily intense. This is the most remarkable infectious event that has occurred on the globe since the 1917, 1918 uh, epidemic pandemic of of influenza. It actually dwarfs. HIV, AIDS, we've had Ebola, we've had Zika, but nothing like this and it continues. This virus will continue to live with us, and we're going to have to adjust to it the way we adjust to influenza. What we do specifically, for example, will we have to get a booster dose of a vaccine every year? That's down the road. Let's get ourselves vaccinated, and we'll see what happens.
0: I guess I'm wondering about where you see us a year out. I brought up my son's birthday, and I remember telling him last year, don't worry. Next year, we're going to have a big party with all of your friends. We'll make up for it. And now we're literally a year later. His birthday is coming up. And I, I, I lied. I can't have all of his friends together. So where, where do you see us a year out from now?
2: If everything goes well I think we can have a lot to be thankful for at a near normal thanksgiving and that would be fabulous I did say if everything goes well there are two yeah. conditions one is that we as adults do have to come forward and being va- to be vaccinated you know after the surge of interest there will be the hesitant and the reluctant mm-hmm. so we'll have to reach out to those people make sure the vaccine is available and make them comfortable and reassured that this is a good thing for them and their families and their communities. And then the other thing we have to keep an eye on are those rascally variants. The virus can mutate. Will it mutate so much that it can evade the protection we get from the vaccine? We'll have to watch that and the science will lead us.
0: Well, well, you are a shining example of someone who has been vaccinated and looks fine and well and, <laughs> and all together. So,
2: thank you so much for speaking My with me. My great pleasure. Stay well
0: that was Vanderbilt's Dr. William Schaffner. For more on COVID-19 then and now, head over to people.com. And before you jump, we all need it, something to make you smile. Just like Dr. Schaffner said, it might finally be time to see grandma again. And for 71-year-old Nana Jean, who hadn't seen her grandson since Christmas of 2019, she couldn't wait. After getting the second dose of the vaccine, she surprised three-year-old Trax at his daycare, and they could not control their experience excitement to see one another. Just listen. Go
1: see her!
0: Who is that, They shared a long overdue hug, something Zoom just can't replicate. That's all for today. Stay well and talk to you tomorrow.